Hare Krishna Prabhuji, you may take over the call now. Hare Krishna. So today we are discussing <coughs> Srimad Bhagavatam chapter 1, text number 20. I read the shloka and uh, translation, and then we read purport, then we will start discussing. Atra Choda Haranti Haranti Maham Itihasan Puratanam Sutanam Vishnu Yamayo Samvadastam Nibodhami Translation In this regard, learned scholars and saintly persons describe a very old historic incident involving a discussion between the order carrier of Lord Vishnu and those of Yamaraja. Please hear this from me. Purport by His Divine Grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Shri Prabhupada The Puranas or old histories are sometimes neglected by unintelligent men who consider their descriptions mythological. Actually, the descriptions of the Puranas or the old histories of the universe are factual, although not chronological. The Puranas record the chief incidents that have occurred over many millions of years, not only on this planet, but also on other planets within the universe. Therefore, all learned and realized Vedic scholars speak with references to the incidents in the Puranas. Srila Rupa Goswami accepts the Puranas to be as important as the Vedas themselves. Therefore, in Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu, he quotes the following verse from the Brahmana Yamala. Sruti Smriti Puranadi Pancharatra Vidim Vina Aikantikagi Hare Bhakti Upatayaika Kalpate Devotional service of the Lord that ignores the authorized Vedic literature like Upanishads, Puranas and Narada Panchanatra is simply an unnecessary disturbance in society. A devotee of Krishna must refer not only to the Vedas but also to the Puranas. One should not foolishly consider the Puranas mythological. If they were mythological, Sukadeva Goswami would not have taken the trouble to recite the old historical incidents concerning the life of Ajamila. Now, the history begins as follows. Om Jnana Timirandasya Jnananjana Salakaya Chakshuruan Militam Yena Tasmai Sri Gurave Nama Sri Chaitanya Manobhistam Sapitam yena bhutale Swayam rupa kadamayam Dadati swapadantikam Vandeham Sri Gurum Sri Utapadakamalam Sri Gurum Vaishnavamscha Sri Rupam Sagrajatam Sahagana Ragunatantitam Tam Sajivam Sadvaitam Savadutam Parijana Saitam Krishna Chaitanya Devam Sri Radha Krishna Pada Sahagana Lalita Sri Vishakan Vitamsa Namavam Vishnu Padaya Krishna Prestaya Bhutale Sri Mate Bhakti Vedanta Swami Nitinamine Namaste Saras Swati Devi Gauravani Pracharini Nirvishesha Sunyavadi Pashatya Devatarini Nam Mahavadanyaya Krishna Prema Pradayate Krishnaya Krishna Chaitanya Namine Gaura Kushe Nama E Krishna Karuna Sindhu Dina Bandhu Jagatpate Gopesha Gopika Kanta Radha Kanta Namostute 
தப்தகாஞ்சன கௌராங்கி ராதே விருந்தாவனேஸ்வரி வருஷபானுசுதே தேவி பிரணமாமி ஹரி பிரியே வைஷ்ணவேபியோநமோநமயஸ்ரீகிருஷ்ணச்சைத்தன்யபூனிதானந்திவாசாதிகௌரபக்தவந்தேஷ்ணரேஷ்ணா ஒன்ஸ்ரீஃப்ஜாமீர் I think uh, now facility can you please mute everyone <clears throat> and so today we are discussing um text number 20 as we already seen in the text number 20 um sukadev so goswami he is talking about um how these puranas are uh, yeah. old history purana is actually comes from english word is uh, hindi word which we known as a purana purana means old the same thing which here we are talking about purana means it's basically the history which is been uh, recorded in the books and that has been informed to the audience or to the readers where um it talks about how this uh the old histories are the proper talks about even though they are neglected by the some of the people which is uh, they consider as the descriptions of the mythological the one let me go on so let's see so it talks about the puranas it's one of the wonderful thing with especially with the vedic scriptures even though uh, many people they talk about it is uh, mythology um the vedic scriptures and especially in the puranas they actually recorded recorded the uh, incidents that happened at different different times in different uh, millennium assets as propad mentioned they are not written or describing chronological events like for example if you take Srimad Bhagavatam, it is also known as a Purana, Srimad Bhagavatam Purana. And Chaitanya Mahaprabhupada talks about it as Amala Purana. <clears throat> the incidents recorded in Srimad Bhagavatam, they are not in the chronological order as such. They are happened at, in different planets, at a different timings as such. But uh, as uh, Prabhupada mentions in the purport, the chief incidents that has been recorded in the puranas this occurred of different times and again they are not in a chronological order like if you till now what we have read till chapter number 5 till canto 
uh, whatever we are reading in the Puranas, they are in Bhagavad Purana. They are not in a chronological order as such. Different incidents that happened at a different, different places at different, different times as such. So, one thing which we can see with our Vedic scriptures is that the Purana, the the Vedic scriptures, they give uh, entertainment, like uh, normally we go to movies to see these movies. The reason we see these movies for us is to have some entertainment. Like you take about so many, even take about the movies, those who are talking about especially um, the idea of how our ancestors were living. Like you take an example of Bahubali talks about even though it is not history as such, but then it is depicting the history, but in a different way as such. The talks a source about how the kings were ruling at the time, how they are abiding to their words, and how they are following the scriptures, or the instructions given in the scriptures uh, to protect the citizens, how they are virtuous, same thing we had seen is some other things also. It's like one of the movies, Tanaji, where it shows the history who protected the fort. So it's like this. We have seen so many of them. So many of the movies. The movies, they give entertainment as such. So that is one of the reasons people go to watch these movies. Whereas if you see... It talks about why to watch those movies instead of that. I mean, these are all the good movies for that matter. Otherwise, all are nonsensical movies. Give some nonsensical entertainment as such. Um, instead of watching those movies, if you read Krishna book, Krishna book can give you everything as such. You get suspense. There is a thrilling and there is action. And there is a comedy, uh, everything we can find in Krishna book. Um, whatever you can get in a movie, same thing you can get in Krishna book, but much, much more in one single book itself. <clears throat> so the scriptures, they give entertainment also, but along with entertainment, <clears throat> they give uh, enlightenment also. Because the scriptures are teaching us uh, what the person should learn and then imbibe those teachings into our life. It's just like if taking an example of <coughs> Bahubali a movie as such, I'm sorry to talk about some the movie, but that movie, even though it is depicting, it is kind of entertainment. Uh, for them who has uh, uh, picturized it uh, in, the, in the idea of entertaining the public. But at the same time, it gives us so many values for one can uh, pick up from that uh, the movie and which we can implement in our lives as such. How this person is uh, holding to his words which is given and as a king Kshatriya, as a Kshatriya, they actually, uh, they hold their words which is <clears throat> dear to them than their life itself. You know, they are ready to give up their life, but they cannot uh, give away their word as such. Once if they are given, means they are given. So, so like that we can see there are so many uh, uh, the incidents in the scripture, it, even though it gives entertainment, but at the same time, it gives us uh, enlightenment also. And especially when you look at the Puranas, because other Vedic scriptures, they talk about the philosophy, which is 
uh, in a way, if you talk about uh, the philosophy which we read in uh, Upanishads or in Vedic literatures, it is very lofty philosophy. It is uh, hard for somebody to follow that philosophy. But when, the, when it comes to Puranas, uh, Puranas they are actually depicting, uh, Puranas they are actually um, uh, recorded the incidents of the personalities who are following these Vedic scriptures, who are following the philosophy of the Vedas, implementing in their life. So that becomes as a case studies, that becomes as an example for us to see and then uh, it is easy for somebody to follow. Take an example of Mahabharata as such. Even though it talks about Mahabharata is meant for those less intelligent people and then it further talks about women and the Shudras, it talks about. Uh, even though this scripture, this one, is meant for the less intelligent people, but then when we actually read Mahabharata, it's uh, so relishing actually, uh, different different characters which talks about uh, different lifestyles and how they uh, imbibe the values given in the Vedas into their lives and uh, continue to follow that even uh, at the time of their death as such. Recently I was uh, hearing this news where he talks about how uh, the India's external minister is known, his name is uh, Jay Shankar. He is referring is the Mahabharata um, to the uh, the diplomacy which he is following as, as being external affairs minister, as he is uh, no uh, doing this diplomacy, going to the different different countries and talking about. He was explaining how uh, we can take from Mahabharata and then that we can use it in our lives. Especially he's talking about uh, his way of uh, doing the diplomacy and how this diplomacy has been. How that, where we can see so many incidents in Mahabharata are so many ways it has been uh, showed in Mahabharata. How we can uh, take it into our life and then implement it. So we can see the scriptures as such, they are not a mythological, they are actually, they are, they, are, they, are, they are the incidents that happened. These incidents must have happened at different times, at different places, not in a chronological order. But these incidents will give us an understanding how one can follow the Vedic scriptures or uh, how one can implement the philosophy given in the, the Vedic scriptures. But if there are any other books as such, any other books, which are not following the Vedic scriptures, especially the Puranas, or the Vedic philosophy, and as Rupa Goswami says, they are the disturbance in the society as such. They does not add any value. Instead, they add nuisance value to the society. And which we can see at this uh, in this day and age, 99% is that only actually. So this actually this actually goes to show for all of us when we uh, see all of this when we are trying to take up the similar message and implement it in our life. So whichever is not falling within this, uh, you know, within these lines of the scriptures, then one should be actually neglecting that. That's where even we talk about if whatever we are doing it, if it is not of Krishna consciousness, then one should reject it. Is that it helps us in 
growing in krishna you know krishna consciousness or if it is not helping us in growing in krishna consciousness then one should stop following that one should stop looking at that as such because that's not going to help in any way for us in uh, improving our krishna consciousness so the scriptures whatever are the books what we are reading if those books are of no value to our krishna consciousness or if we are watching something uh, either movie or serial or anything if that is not adding any value to our krishna consciousness then one should not be actually looking at that thing but as if there are something which is according to the vedic scriptures and if that is giving an entertainment and at the same time if that is helping us in improving our krishna consciousness then one should be able to see that thing like for example again coming back to the same example of the movie of bahubali um i was here in chetan charan prabhu's lecture uh, he is talk on this particular subject matter and he is talking about as at least one should show to our children this movie so that children can understand uh, how our ancestors were living as such instead of having superman or spiderman or batman or so many mans are there having them as their heroes they can have these people as heroes hanuman as a hero or arjuna as a hero or for that matter even bahubali as their hero and they are actually falling within the vedic scriptures instead of going away some um, some imaginable character as their hero as such hmm? now there are so many mans are there um, nowadays even there are women also there wonder women cat women so many women also came up now don't know on down the line they may come up with somebody who is not having a gender also as a hero so this imagination will continue in this material world to give entertainment to the public so they come up with so many things or oh, so many men so iron man so many things are there. they come up with so that they can give entertainment to the general masses and especially the children as such but when we teach our children these uh, vedic scriptures and especially this purana the mahabharata ramayan and for them their uh, the worshipful personality you will change and that will actually bring them to the krishna consciousness like once shila prabhupada disciple asked shila prabhupada uh, prabhupada asked this question to his disciples who is better the person who is following the christianity or the person who is following the vedic scriptures but not worshiping krishna worshiping some devi devata who is better and disciples could not answer shri prabhupada says that the person who is worshiping devi and devata he is better than the person who is um, following christianity why because at least he is in the house of vedas as such he is trying to follow the vedic scriptures and that is one of the reason the krishna even though the bhagavad gita is meant for uh, talking about the uh, we all say that it's only one thing krishna is talking about the sarva dharman parityajya manekam charanam raja we say but krishna did not stop at only to one that's one shloka could be sufficient enough actually but then krishna did not speak that only one shloka he spoke 700 shlokas and krishna did not speak only the bhakti yoga he spoke about jnana uh, yoga karma yoga ashtanga yoga so many of them krishna spoke why because the scriptures even though the scriptures they talk about so many things are the as krishna says the essence of reading the scriptures is to know about the krishna vedas to serve akameva vedyo 
But then Vedic scriptures, though so elaborate, they talk about so many things. So why? Like this is uh, recently I was talking about. Uh, the two things which we can look at the scriptures. They are absolute in nature, but at the same time, they are relative also. Absolute in a sense, uh, authority of the scriptures cannot be questioned as such. They are authoritative, they are bona fide. That's why we call Vedas as axiomatic truth. One need not to perform any uh, experiments on the Vedas to find out whether this is true or not. It is, it is actually axiomatic truth. It is already proven as such. That is the truth. But when we don't understand that, and then we try to check whether the Vedas are true or not. There are so many examples which we can talk about. Now, the, my favorite, best example I always talk about is the Japanese scientist in 2016, they performed uh, an experiment and the results of that experiment, they published a paper and for the publishing of that paper, they got a Nobel Prize. And what is that experiment is how to increase the lifespan of a human being. So they come up with the with the proven, proven with the theory, and with with that thing they published the paper. That is to fast, full fasting, on every 15 days. When you fast, that gives a better results, greater results as such. So if you go back to the scriptures where we are seeing is, uh, we do Ekadashi. I think tomorrow is the Ekadashi. So we do fasting on the Ekadashis on every 15 days, which is a scripture is already talking about. So it, like this, we have so many things which we can talk about. This, that's why that's why called as, Vedas called as the axiomatic truth. It cannot be questioned as such. One need not to perform any experiments. They are absolute in nature. That means they are uh, authoritative, cannot be questioned as their authority. But, uh, but then second point talks about is the Vedas are also relative. Why Vedas are relative? It talks about the, because the Vedas are relative according to the uh, level of audience they are relative. Some of the audience are at the level of um, Kanishta Adhikari are not having much faith. Vedas even talk about to that person. And somewhere, uh, other way, some other place, the person is having a strong faith in the Vedas. And according to his uh, inclination, and there are the Vedic uh, literature, where the person can read and talk about. The same thing which is Krishna is, when he, Krishna is talking about, and he is talking about the so many varieties. He is talking about karma kanda. He is talking about uh, sakama karma. He is talking about nishkama karma. He is talking about buddhi yoga. He is talking about bhakti yoga. So many things Krishna is giving here. Because depending upon the nature of the person, he can pick up that particular. And it, it appeals to that person. And then, then from there, he slowly, slowly start moving on to the and ladder to start climbing onto the ladder. So that's why actually when you go to see the Vedic scriptures, they are so vast, but at the same time, they cater for each and every person in this whole world. I'm surprised to see, surprised to hear. Vedic scriptures even, uh, they uh, support, even they support um, Atheism as such. If somebody do not believe in God, that's okay. If somebody believes in God, that is also okay. If somebody says that Lord is not having a form, that is also okay. If somebody says that Lord is having a form, and that is also okay. Somebody wants to do um, meditate on uh, wideness, and that is also okay. If somebody wants to worship Brahman, that is also okay. You see such a vast knowledge, such a vast way of uh, uh, of detailing the propensities of different kinds of people, which is already addressed in Vedas. 
and that's why we cannot take away the vedas as the mythology and then especially when you talk about the the puranas as such and that is the topic which we are discussing today like as i was talking about the two puranas basically main puranas which we talk about mahabharat and as well as the ramayana which are the, again the incidents in the history which have been recorded and that has been given to us so that we can get the entertainment at the same time we can get the enlightenment also by reading them and by following them and the uh, crown jewel of all the puranas which we which we are discussing is bhagavata purana which is known as amala purana which talks about the incidents of the uh, different different uh, personalities not in chronological order but then talks about how they are perfecting their lives by following the philosophy given in the vedic scriptures okay so i'll stop here and then see if we have any questions or comments thank you very much hari krishna हरे कृष्णा प्रभु जी मैं धनत प्रणाम टू यू शील गुरु महाराज की जय थैंक यू सो मच फॉर द वंडरफुल क्लास एंड यू नो यू जस्ट सो मच इन कनेक्शन टू द टॉपिक यू नो यू मेड इट सो क्लियर टू अस एंड आई लाइक दैट पार्ट यू सेड दैट इनकॉपरेट एवरी वन वेद इज एटिस्टिक एनी वन यू नो इट नॉट एक्सक्लूडिंग एनी वन इंक्लूडिंग एवरी वन जस्ट दैट पीपल हैव टू है रीड द स्क्रिप्चर्स so so prabhu ji like you said that uh, uh, the vedas puranas uh, so when uh, you know these books are given to us like uh, shrimad bhagavatam and bhagavad gita uh, there there are other uh, words also used uh, puranas vedas then uh, few other words i have used, i have I've heard so these books include everything all the knowledge of the puranas vedas and uh, uh, you know upanishads yeah so uh, if you see broadly it is considered as the vedas the vedas are the four vedas then comes the upanishads and then comes the puranas now um, this also again categorized in many ways like the shrutis and smrutis um, shrutis are the ones which are by hearing and smrutis are the ones which are by remembering so these are the again broad categorization and actually we can talk about on this thing its subject matter as itself it's a big subject matter we can discuss on a long thing different different aranya kas they talk about and then uh, shrutis and smrutis there is a big detailed subject matter which we can discuss about it so all of them considers as the vedic scriptures as such so uh, maybe for our understanding we can see this is vedas and then upanishads and then comes the puranas such so these are the uh, smaller uh, classification which we can see the vedas again they talk about uh, 90% of the vedas they talk about karmakanda which talks about um dharma ardha kama moksha so moksha is only of 10% but otherwise it talks about mainly 90% is talking about dharma ardha kama you, there are those uh, instructions given in the scriptures and you follow those instructions according to the varna and asamas and then as you follow this uh, the instructions given in the scriptures which is known as karma so as you are doing that thing that is you are following your dharma and because you are following the dharma given in the vedic scriptures which you are doing this mainly for a sense gratification purpose because you wanted to live a happy life in this world and that's how the vedas are given certain instructions and you are following those instructions and by that you get artha that is uh, you get the economy economy development will happen and as you follow this economy as you get the economy as you get the money the next step for us is 
when you get the money normally person struggles to live their life so just to so that they can eat sufficiently so once if that need is uh, been taken care of then comes the next need that is how can i sleep better or how can i eat better now that i am eating fully then how can i eat better so it comes the karma once dharma is been fulfilled and because of dharma you get artha and because of artha then you get the desires so those desires you want to fulfill that is karma and that's where the person the, uh, keeps struggling in this cycle itself the moksha comes at the later stage as the person is following the vedic scriptures as the person is started uh, you know, getting the economic development and start fulfilling the desires but the thing is he is following the he or she is following the vedic scripture following the instructions given in the vedic scriptures so this person is known as the karma kandi or we can call them as a sakami because performing the activities for the sense gratification but as they perform these activities given in the vedic scriptures and since the person is following the vedic scriptures even though the person is fulfilling his desires person is enjoying but at the same time slowly slowly they purify the senses the person starts looking more higher into the scriptures what is it that is given in the scriptures how can i get more from the scriptures but as they go through the scriptures and they come to the stage as they perform these activities slowly they come to the stage of nishkama karma that is performing the activities but not expecting the results for the activities not having attachment to the results of the activity but then as they perform this continue to perform this and then they come to the stage they do not have attachment to the results but at the same time not having attachment to the activity itself and that becomes as a nishkama karma but as they continue to perform then they get the knowledge because the senses are being purified and they gain knowledge and that knowledge it becomes as a gnana so with that gnana will slowly transforms that into the atma gnana understanding who am i and who is the supreme lord and with that gnana Prabhupada translates that into they start performing buddhi yoga the buddhi yoga is nothing but bhakti yoga Prabhupada says that so from there then by any chance they if they come in contact with the devotees and their life will be successful so they become as a devotee and they start performing the activities instead of uh, just performing the activities with a detachment with the understanding of i am not this body i am spirit soul but later they start performing the activities for the pleasure of the supreme lord and that's how that becomes as a bhakti yoga so whatever they do they do it for the sake of a lord supreme lord itself so that becomes as a bhakti yoga so that's how then they start progressing higher they're looking for then ka moksha it's not becomes as initially moksha becomes as a main thing but then slowly moksha becomes as the secondary stage they do the activities only for the pleasure of the supreme lord so that this is the um, the vedas they talk about whereas upanishads they give the philosophy which vedas are um, actually talking but then they give the philosophy in an uh, concise way but then following this philosophy is given in the vedic scriptures and as well as given in the uh, upanishads it becomes difficult and that's how uh, the vedavyas and other munis they wrote the puranas whereas the puranas talks about the examples of the personalities case studies who are following this instruction given in the vedas and the perfecting their life as such so that's where we get to uh, see these examples and it becomes easy for us to follow the uh, um, examples given in the in the puranas as such and so there uh, as you were asking about the other books also other books also comes under vedic scriptures like stutis and smutis but they are broadly considered broadly has been classified but then yes we can talk about that one that itself is uh, our subject matter actually hope that uh, helps mataji
I guess Prabhuji. Uh, thank you so much for the answer. And one more question I had, like one time, uh, you know, my mother was presenting here in the USA, a book to someone, you know, one of the series of Bhagavatam. So the person said that why such a big word is used for, uh, uh, instead of bowing down, uh, they say obeisances. you know, it's a big word. So that lady, she kind of, uh, you know, uh, because there are some words used, like a typical words, you know, where we sometimes know the meaning, sometimes we don't. So uh, to a person like this who's uh, judging by seeing what words are present, and this is in Srila Prabhupada's, uh, one of the cantos, uh, so uh, how do we, uh, you know, uh, respond to a situation like this when certain thing is commented on what is written? It is, uh, in general, it is uh, quite common actually in everywhere. It is not something uh, <clears throat> difficult to understand. It is not something new which they are coming upon. When you go to the uh, hospital, they don't talk sometimes some normal terminology. They talk about their terminology according to the uh, <clears throat> healthcare industry those kind of technologies that talk about. They don't talk about in general as such. Same thing is if you go to the um, courts, in the court, you'll find more of terminology used in the court than anywhere else actually. They need not to call judge Milord. Why they call judges Milord? They can call just the judge, chief justice, whoever it is. Why they call him Milord? They cannot just uh, address him normally because that is the nature and that is the way that has been addressing, that has been coming uh, in that section of the society, in the section of that place. They calling him in that way, Milord they call him, instead of calling him the judge or instead of calling him a chief, whoever it is, because he is the chief of everything. So, uh, this different, different terminologies offer the different, different activities in different ways. Uh, they, they are there in different fields as such. And the same thing is we can find in the construction field also. Same thing we can find in the automobile field. There are different uh, terminologies are given for that, even though that can be spoken in a different world, but they speak in that particular world. And that becomes easy for them to understand as such. It sets certain kind of uh, uh, expectation. It sets certain kind of uh, what we call uh, certain kind of ambience when we are reading that book. If you say bow down, yes, bow down is also a good word. But then when he is writing the scriptures, when he is translating the scriptures, and the better word is obeisances, which gives you the proper understanding what is the meaning of obeisances. Obey. Obey means, first of all, you should follow. Senses. Senses means you are using all your senses in following the instructions of other person. That's where we're calling that as an obeisances. It is not just a uh, terminology which we are using it for a common purpose as such. Hmm? And the meaning of a disciple is who is a disciplined, that's called as a disciple. It does not mean just a disciple is not a, just a meaning as such. Disciple is a deep meaning. Uh, unfortunately, we have to talk that in English, but actually in the Sanskrit, the Shishya, Guru, and they are the actual words. And Prabhupada many times uses those words also. Guru. Guru means a heavy. The Prabhupada talks about But then how to translate that in English? That's how the Prabhupada, he had some English professor, I agree with Prabhu, as, as the person who is to uh, kind of, uh, after Prabhupada's translation, he is to refer the translations and he used to uh, fair work, he used to do it. And is there any modifications and things like that. So that he used to do it. He is a professor in English. 
I agree, Prabhu. Hard work. He is one of the first disciples of Srila Prabhupada. So, yes, this terminology is very, very important. It is nothing new, actually. You can tell to that lady, this is nothing new. The same thing, they can use the different, they use different, different terminologies in different, different places, in different ways they use it. Like uh, in New York and all, they don't call police station. What they call? Present they call. Why do they call present? Why can't they call just police station? Uh, that is how it is coming up there. They are using that words. The present. In India we call it as a police station. But here in, in the western, in western side they call it as a present. In the western part of the United States they call something else some other name to that. So the, the, the different different terminologies have been used depending upon the field. The same thing. In India you call this road as a tar road. And here they don't call it as a tar road. They look at you when you say tar road. What you are talking about. There is a different name to that. The terminologies will change according to the place. So, uh, technology in the construction also, there is a different technology they use it. In construction of the houses, they use a different technology. They don't call ceiling here, they call it as a drywall. And that's what they understand here as a drywall. They don't understand the ceiling. They may be understanding, but uh, general, in the construction area, they use that as a drywall as such. But then it's, it's a technology, that technology has been used. In that, either to, um, for them to understand in a better way, but for us, when you talk about the spirituality, it gives us the feeling, it gives us the understanding, it gives us the, the whole meaning itself will change as such. Obeisances, it changes so much, so hard, even to say those words. Hope that will help, Mataji. Yes, Prabhuji, thank you so much for answering this. And one more question related to the same person is, uh, <clears throat> I like this, uh, <clears throat> that you said obey senses. <laughs> so you split the word and give the meaning out. So becomes a very, uh, you know, nice meaning comes. So uh, like I know one person, the same person, she's, uh, you know, reading uh, books on Vivekananda, following Chinmaya mission and all that. But at the same time, she's referring to Bhagavad Gita because she's also learning to, uh, uh, you know, read Sanskrit. And she happened to have the Bhagavad Gita through, the, uh, through uh, like her grandfather, you know, Bhagavad Gita as it is. <coughs> so what happens is, what she's doing is, she really likes the Sanskrit portion uh, written by Srila Prabhupada, all glories to Srila Prabhupada. And, the, and the, you know, sometimes the words are different when you have the meaning, like the word-to-word -word meaning, it's kind of different. Uh, you can read that better than when you can read the Sanskrit. Sometimes you'll see the difference, right? So she's referring to only that part. So my, my question, my inquiry is that, well, she's following certain other, uh, you know, and she's also believed, uh, like she's a Bhakta, Lord Shiva Bhakta. So, um, uh, like, uh, in the sense... Uh, just by reading the Sanskrit portion or trying to understand Sanskrit, you know, language, uh, using Srila Prabhupada's book to understand Sanskrit language, will that also have an effect on her? Uh, because she has the book with her all the time. It's like an old book of Bhagavad Gita as it is from her grandfather. So I was just in inquisitive to know if, you know, you, uh, so that, that way then we can think more positively about her. Because, uh, you know, she's making use of that book, but not for the use of reading the purports and translations. Yeah, it's like Radhan Maharaj talks about uh, one of the professors. He knows the entire Srimad uh, Bhagavatam by heart. Everything he knows. But then he goes out and then he smokes. So what is the use of knowing a Srimad Bhagavatam in entirety? He can quote any verse, any time. He can tell them. He can tell them Canto 6, Chapter 1, Text number 20. He can immediately recite the verse. But then, 
Mara says that he is going out and then he is smoking. And Mara asks him, don't you believe in Srimad Bhagavatam? Then he says, Srimad Bhagavatam is, uh, that is just meant for my livelihood. So he is a professor, Indology professor in one of the American university. So he is just taking that book for the purpose of um, to gain some money so that he can run his family. If that is the purpose. Nevertheless, since he is reading that book, that will give some Agyata Sukruti as such. The same thing is for that girl, lady also. Because she is referring to Hira and that is some kind of Agyata Sukruti she may get. It may not be like uh, the others, those who are practicing a devotional service. Uh, it will take uh, more time for her. But then depending upon her uh, consciousness and then how she is taking it up. Yes, otherwise there will be some effect because she is uh, reading Srila Prabhupada books uh, even for the purpose of her translations or word-to-word meanings. And that's why actually the devotees you talk about, you look at, and the intention is for us not to learn Sanskrit actually. And that's why actually there are many scholars of Sanskrit scholars, they found Srila Prabhupada, the translation is not according to the Sanskrit, actual Sanskrit translations. Because if you try to do word-to-word meanings and according to Sanskrit, um, the translation which Prabhupada is given will not really hold good. But the Prabhupada is translating it in such a way that he is trying to give the meaning what Krishna wanted to say. Not He is not really worried about whether uh, Sanskrit grammar, Sanskrit word-to-word meanings I am giving properly or not. He is not, he is the least worried about it. Prabhupada's main uh, concentration here is what Krishna wanted to tell Arjuna, what Krishna wanted to give this understanding for us and that's what Prabhupada is presenting. And that's why actually you'll find many times the same words, Sanskrit words, Prabhupada gives a different kinds of meanings in English at different, different places. And many times this happens actually if you see it very closely if you observe it. The reason is the same thing and that's why actually those who are uh, uh, scholars in Sanskrit, they they are coming up with an idea, they wanted to write a Bhagavad Gita as it was because Prabhupada changed it so much and they are thinking of writing as it was, which doesn't make any sense as such because the Prabhupada intention is to write what Krishna wanted to give us as such. So, reading for the case of Sanskrit or reading for ulterior motives, it will not give us bhakti as But then, yes, that will definitely help her because she is referring to Srila Prabhupada books. It may not be immediately, but then, yes, slowly, slowly. And that will change her consciousness and she will become a devotee slowly. That helps, Mataji. Mataji, I also wanted to mention that uh, that I remember I was remembering my elder daughter. She doesn't stay with me, but she stays, uh, you know, at Gainesville. So what happened is that she was very keen to learn Sanskrit. So what she did is, along with her studies, she took up some Sanskrit classes at uh, UF. So now she is, uh, you know, and there was an Indian professor there who was teaching at. Uh, so it was such a good way that now she's able to recite verses. So, you know, uh, I was also thinking when you gave this answer, this thought was coming to me to suggest to her to, uh, you know, like learn some, I mean, of course, it's good that she's referring to Shri Prabhupada's books, but we can encourage her to learn Sanskrit some other way. But like you said, I mean, Prabhupada didn't stress on Sanskrit. So for her to learn Sanskrit some other way, but then read the, uh, at least a page or two every day for that, you know. So thank you uh, so much, Prabhuji, for answering both the questions. And I thought they were kind of connected to the class because it talked about mythology and, uh, you know, like about the text and books and all. So, thank you. Hare Krishna. Thank you. Hare Krishna Prabhuji. Please accept my humble obeisance to Sambhurishti Shri Prabhupada and Guru Maharaj. 
nice class, Roji. Wonderful. It was really nectarian today. Uh, you give so many uh, like you know relevant examples. And the uh, current one, when you are answering uh, uh, Rupini Padmanabhaji about Bhagavad Gita as it is and as it was. So yeah, it uh, it really uh, like if we read the verse from Bhagavad Gita, what Prabhupada wrote, the trans- word to word meaning is I hope is exact what the verse says, but at the same time the translation is also related 99% with the verse. But when it comes to purport, then I think Prabhupada made it very practical, like based on the current scenarios. So that's what uh, I think you were trying to mention that, right? As it was, would not have made us to understand properly. Correct? Yes, sir. Yeah, because it would have gone in the, uh, like, thousands of years or maybe uh, so many years, like, 500 years back era. Yeah. Yeah, and, yeah. <coughs> and my uh, one small question... I have like what would you recommend like I I did not get that when you mentioned about the uh, diplomacy or the logics what they were using during the Mahabharata war or during the Mahabharata uh, like you said uh, one of the ministers he was mentioning about that or he used those tactics like what you wanted to recommend to like what was that I exactly did not get I mean he is explaining how uh, this Mahabharat is actually the part of our life as such if, if you go to see Krishna went as a Shanti Dutta as a mediator between uh, the Kauravas and Pandavas there he is actually uh, doing mediation between both of them. He is a diplomat there, diplomat from the side of Pandavas and going to the Kauravas. It's, it's, we can see that thing. The same way we can see, many people are looking at India as such, especially on Modi, so that he can go and then stop the war between uh, the Russia and Ukraine as such. We can see that thing. Um, so uh, he says this is an all part of our life as such and then he's talking about we all say that now we are all actually interconnected um, even though we are all different different countries but the whole world is interconnected so he talks about in Mahabharat is also it's like that it's all interconnected there are so many kings at the time there are so many small small kingdoms and different different kings are ruling these kingdoms but then both of them, all the kings, either they have to take on the side of Pandavas or on the side of Kauravas, which are interdependent on each other. Even though Arjuna, he is fighting the war, then he has to be, uh, Arjuna was seeing that how I am dependent on all of, all of them, how can I kill them? This is Arjuna's question. I am so much dependent on all of them, like they are all my relatives, my fathers, my brothers, my uncles, my grandfathers, they are all so much dependent on each other, which we can compare that to situation in today's condition as such. Even we are all now interdependent on each other. The same condition were also existing in Mahabharata as such. So like this he is uh, talking as such, just I gave the two of them. I also did not get to hear, I get to hear only these two, which he was talking during the interview in one of the, I think the talks on there. Maybe I can forward that to you and we can go through that thing where uh, Jay Shankar, External Affairs Minister, he is talking about how Mahabharata is relevant in our lives and which is giving everything actually. Whatever we have in our life, that everything is existing in Mahabharata. It was existing in Mahabharata as such. And that I was referring to. Yeah. Yes, thank you, Prabhuji. Yes, and I think even if Modi... Uh, like as you gave the example, Modi, if he uh, becomes an intermediate between the two countries, but again, you know, there has to be people like Arjuna or Pandavas. Otherwise, if like they are with the Kaurav mentality, I don't think this thing is going to stop. So, but the earlier step would be more better, would have been more better, you know. Now it's getting more complex. 
but thank you probably yeah it was a nice class nice to hear you again hari krishna thank you prabhu hari krishna hari krishna only the program all best to show up hari krishna prabhu nice class uh, 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 i wanted to uh, know about this uh, there okay the sanatan dharma has and the artha kamamoksha has the basis uh, Uh, for the common people in the karmis uh, to gradually elevate them uh, in the consciousness shastri conclusion also right the conclusion uh, that conclusion uh, so that uh, the conclusion can the conclusion be at a different uh, uh, level of guna that is tamaguna level uh, rajaguna level satguna level and transcendental level conclusion is only all, always one right Mm, yes so in a way yes confusion is always one but then yes bro can you hear me are krishna can you hear me prabhu ji are bol are krishna i think prabhu ji no he is still there yeah prabhu ji is still there Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. Can you hear me, Prabhu? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. Yeah, I'm saying the confusion is there. Uh, in a way, yes, it is there. But then, as as you go more deep, then it becomes more and more confusion. Actually, it gets bigger. No, no, not, bigger. not confusion. I must ask, not conclusion. That is. Uh, स्वाभाविकुरान पोर्शन and they can start practicing that like example if i talk about the bhagavad gita even the bhagavad gita we all talk about the essence of bhagavad gita is sarva dharma paritejya mam ekam saranam raja when i was in pune there is a one person who used to read bhagavad gita but for him the understanding of bhagavad gita is the whole purpose krishna gave bhagavad gita is how one can eat their uh, food how to eat what kind of foods is that's what the bhagavad gita is meant for so this is understanding this is what he captured from bhagavad gita now that's what he uses that bhagavad gita only for that purpose so like this you will find somebody who is on the level of inclined towards gnana and then he talks about gnana only and he refers to bhagavad gita as such and then his concept is the whole uh, the essence of bhagavad gita is gnana yoga that is the highest that's what he is concerned because krishna spoke about this thing in bhagavad gita so he is up to that level and somebody else will look at bhagavad gita as ashtanga yoga yes this bhagavad gita is meant for practicing yoga and that's where they stuck up at that place they don't move at the higher level as such they don't see other instructions given in bhagavad gita by krishna they are not as relevant as um this instructions given for ashtanga yoga or gnana yoga or um, like as i talk about how to eat what kind of food so they are stuck up at that place this otherwise the conclusion is there krishna himself is telling sarve deshe sarve rahame vedyo but still they are at that level but then nevertheless as they continue to practice this and slowly slowly their consciousness will develop and they can come to the stage of bhakti yoga as such Yes, yeah, that's true. And that, yeah, and that also like kind of related to the Mataji's question about um, 
the, that the professor, the professor, no, professor you are saying. So that another lady she was talking about, right? Uh, she is only reading the Sanskrit, just like any other Bhagavad Gita, yeah. but uh, not reading the. So basically, uh, that Prabhupada's uh, conclusion, Prabhupada wrote it like uh, for uh, the um, uh, people in the Kaliyu, a very little time. Yeah. They would have. And if they read the one translation, one sentence of, in the part four, they will get the essence of Bhagavad Gita, what Krishna wanted to conclude. Yes. Sir. So uh, that, that is that is that is why it is it is, it is evolutionary. It is this uh, this translation and this evolutionary. Yes. Sir. Uh, so anything one line they read, and that, that also it comes from a parampara, and a lot of this. Uh, Professors said they don't have, belong to any parampara. That's why they, their conclusion is just mental speculation. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, so that, uh, is that true? That that could, that could be uh, uh, the right way to say uh, it. Yes, probably. Yeah, because yes, I, mean, I have also come across such kind of people who are Mayavadis and they uh, pick a lot of fortune. But I say, say, first of all, the Mayavadis, I mean, uh, one has to come to the Parampara, even Parampara Prasna. I always point them to the VG 4.2. So uh, you show your Parampara, you, you accept it, otherwise it's not at all accepted. Yes, probably. That is, uh, yeah, in fact, the... Even by by Krishna, by Bhagavad Gita's own uh, own uh, text, Sanskrit text, at the end of every chapter there is a reference to bhakti. There is a reference to bhakti. Even in uh, six chapters of karma, six chapters of gana, jnana, six chapters of bhakti, of course. So everywhere at the end there is bhakti. Yogi no abhisandhisan. So even in chapter six also, there is, which is part of karma karma section. That is also bhakti. Yeah. Basically, essence is bhakti. Yes, Roji. Thank you. Thank you very much. Hare Krishna Prabhu. Hare Krishna Prabhu. Thank you very much for your Nectarian class. And... Um, the way you answer the questions, so, uh, that is very helpful uh, for day-to-day life. I wish um, uh, we have a great chance to listen to you uh, many more Mondays, and I'm always excited to hear your lecture. Hare Krishna Prabhu, Hare Bhagavan. Thank you, Prabhuji. Hare Krishna. Any other questions or comments?